Hello, Collective. Welcome to the Collective Culture Podcast. I am Nina, and I'm back again. <laughs> I keep saying I'm not going to do any more episodes this year, and then I do more episodes. Um, <clears throat> the reason I wanted to do this one is because I've been asked this question quite uh, a lot recently, and while I've kind of touched on it a little bit, I haven't really told my uh, artist story or journey, um, if you will. So I do want to go over that. Um, So before I get started, please check out my website where I have my original pieces at ninahogan.com. Click on shop if you want to purchase any of my originals on print. I'm also available for commission work. If you want more information on that, please hit me up at media.collectiveculture at gmail. You can also hit me up on the website, ninahogan.com. All right, let me get a sip of water. Okay, so I'm 40, as most of you know, if you've been listening for a minute. Um, And... Ever since I can remember, um, as uh, I guess as far back as I can remember, I have always had some kind of writing, painting, marker, pen, <clears throat> pencil in my hand. Um, I, I I know when I was really really little, I would color, and I remember getting like praised for coloring in the lines at a young age and I just loved it I I used it kind of as a protection mechanism for sure Um, I had you know some things going on I had a mom with a severe mental illness and sometimes she would have episodes and to just kind of block out the noise and what was going on I would draw I would color coloring is where it started um and then it turned in you know every little kid gets watercolors and and then it turned into that I was never a big fan of watercolors (laughs) I felt like they were never bright enough for me which is odd because now I like usually just wear muted tones like black and and like dark colors so However, when it comes to putting color um, on a piece of paper or canvas or even in a coloring book, I was always drawn to all the colors. And um, I never stopped doing it. Like even in my adult life, when adult coloring books were a thing, I like was jumping on that like right away. But I didn't really go back into like the painting or the creation of art Um, until recently honestly uh, I had done some things in school in elementary school I would draw on all my notebooks Uh, I was super obsessed with drawing Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes for some reason I was super obsessed with Um, drawing cartoon characters um, and stars I always 
drew stars. Like there was always stars all over all my notebooks. And I couldn't just, you know how like when you draw a star, you just, it's just one kind of light line star shape. I always had to color it in. For me, art always needed to come to life for me. It always needed to be 3D. It always needed to jump off the page. Um, and it was weird because I would, I would color them in so much that they'd be bubbling up and I could feel them, you know? So it was like almost being able to take them off the page. And um, when I got back into painting, I, all these like childhood memories started coming up for me that I had completely forgotten. And I, there was this specific, and art was also my favorite class in high school. Um, I had an amazing art teacher who really spent a lot of time with me, you know, like after class and she always inspired me to, um, think outside the box and you know up until her class I didn't even really hear that saying like think outside the box and I didn't and if I had heard it I really didn't know what anybody meant because I was a kid you know and I remember her like really teaching me what that meant as far as as art goes and at the time um well and before then I was in choir um I played, I was in band too, and I played a bunch of different horn instruments. I played flute, and I played clarinet, and trumpet. Trumpet was what I stuck with the most, um, oddly enough. And I think really it had like nothing to do with the instrument other than the fact that it was hard. <laughs> it was challenging. So, I, you know, it's just my competitive nature. Anything that challenges me, I, I tend to obsess about it and so growing up I've always kind of done something creative uh, whether it was singing whether it was um, coming up with some melody on a piano or a keyboard um, tapping on a drum I was super into drums when I was a kid and found my love for them again after I bought my son a drum kit and like I play the drums more than he does, <laughs> but I've always had that right brain mentality. I've always been super drawn to creative things. And for the longest time, I thought that my first creative thing was singing because I love to sing. And, you know, when I go back into my memories, I remember singing. I remember singing a lot of Mariah Carey, a lot of, Whitney Houston, um, I, you know, I was just more so soulful music was what I was drawn to, um, and, and other genres too, but for the most part, it was mostly Mariah Carey and, um, Whitney Houston. And, um, when I started painting again full time recently, I shouldn't say again, I've never really painted full-time until now, but when I started painting full-time, I started remembering these like flashbacks of, I had this little desk in my room that my grandfather gave me, and I would sit there for hours coloring. I mean, hours and hours and hours and hours. And I must have been 
I don't know, two, three, four, something like that. I was really, really, really small. And I remember um, the way that I would hold the crayon, it was like between my my fingers, like in the middle of my middle, my pointer, my ring, and my pinky, I'd hold them in the middle. And my dad used to always like make me try to hold it a different way, and I never would. And I noticed I would always have like these bumps. I lived with bumps on the insides of my fingers because of how long I would spend coloring or I would spend drawing and shading. And I was obsessed um, because not only was I obsessed with like the the you know the coming to life of a of a picture or creating something, but like I was that little kid who had to finish everything that they started too and I, I just couldn't wait to get to the end and even now I have to I have to like very much hold myself back from painting for 12 hours <laughs> because I want to I want to finish it I want to start it and I want to finish it and you know with the medium that I'm using I'm using acrylic paint I mean, I'm in a dry climate, so it does dry pretty quickly, but sometimes when I try to finish it, I overanalyze it. And I'll tell you guys a little mini story. I had this this canvas. I just opened this brand new canvas, and any artist out there knows the feeling of opening a brand new canvas when you take the plastic off. It's, it's like Christmas. And I put it on the easel, and I had no idea what I was going to do, which is usually how I start every single painting. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I sometimes have an inspiration, but really it, it could be from something I saw. But in this particular um, night, when I opened the canvas, I wasn't in a great headspace when I started the painting. But I knew I had to paint. Like I, I've been, I had been like kind of taking some days off. But I really, really wanted to paint. Um, so I just started painting. And I painted for like seven hours. And my wrists were killing me. I had to like switch to my left wrist or to my left hand. And I'm not ambidextrous. Like I cannot do, like it's weird. It's so weird because there's some things that I can only do with my left hand. Like I play pool left handed. I play golf left-handed. I'm pretty sure I'm a left-handed guitar player. I'm not, I'm not a guitar player yet, so that's still the jury still out on that. But I'm pretty sure I am. But with drawing and painting, I'm definitely my right hand is more dominant. But I had to switch wrists because my right wrist was like cramping up and and as I was painting, like I had some colors in mind and that's usually where a painting starts for me is the color and um, what I kind of want to see come together. And I had this beautiful piece on my easel and because I wasn't in the greatest headspace, I kept going and it, the, the painting wasn't so much finish, but it was at a stopping point for me. And I think that was like three and a half hours in. <laughs> so, um, but I just, I kept forcing myself. I did, it was almost as if I didn't want to step back into the matrix, you know, like I wanted to 
stay in my own little art bubble, but I was forcing it. And what happened was my beautiful concept that I had on my canvas turned into a mess. Um, and you know, art is art, you know, like art is how you see it. And you know, the, to me, it looked like a mess to someone else it might not have. But I ended up painting over the whole thing because I just had added a color that I thought initially was gonna go with the rest of it and it didn't and it was super frustrating. <laughs> Um, but you know, uh, I think, you know, some of my favorite abstract artists, um, because that's, that's mostly what I do. I don't do realism. Uh, I do abstract, um, with acrylics mostly. Um, I have been kind of thinking about going back into oils and stuff, but I don't know. I just, I really like acrylic paint. So, but some of my I remember when I was a teenager, some of my favorite abstract artists, um, I think, I always say his name wrong. I think it's Vesely uh, Kandinsky. He is a, I believe he's a Russian abstract artist. Um, like the late, mid to late 1800s. Um, or, well, probably more like the, the, the early 1900s, I'd probably say. Um, people like him and Casimir um, Melovich and um, Georgia O'Keefe, you know, like these were very inspiring people to me growing up. And there's so many others, Jackson Pollock, you know, I mean, there's just so many, but those are ones that stand out to me just because I've always liked their, their work growing up. Um, and another one too, that's, that's not, um, he's an old artist. He's been doing it a long time and he's uh, actually a musician. Uh, the lead singer of Incubus, Brandon Boyd, he is also an artist and he's got amazing pieces. I love, love, love his, his work. And, um, he actually just started a, um, it's called Moonlight Collective. So go look it up on Instagram. Um, he supports artists and I uh, love what he's doing with that. So go check that out. It's called Moonlight Collective. But anyway, so yeah, I, um, I took a break when I realized that I needed to just paint over the canvas. I took a break and I, I kind of just, what I normally do is I go searching for inspiration and nothing, literally nothing was coming to me. So I, I started painting with my hands. I started kind of going to my inner child and having fun with it to kind of, you know, jerk me out of the mood that I was in and get me back to the whole point of why I opened the, the brand new canvas in the first place is because I wanted to paint. And, you know, my friend said something to me a long time ago because she's she's a chef, whether she wants to call herself that or not. She's an amazing cook. And, um, you know, I, I've told her, like, our whole friendship, pretty much, like, you should, you know, we should open a restaurant. We should start a food truck, you know. I'll do the business crap and you cook the amazing food. And she said that she didn't want to do that because she didn't want something that she loved doing so much to turn into work. 
And, you know, at first I was like, oh, come on, you know, we, we never did. But like when I got into doing art and then I started doing art as a career, I completely understand what she means by it because sometimes I feel pressured to create and it's, I don't know if anybody listening to me is a creative out there, but it's very inspiring sometimes to create anything when you feel pressure to create. Um, you know, it's like the minute you say you're an artist and you're selling a service or a product or, or a song or whatever creative, you know, create, creative endeavor that you're doing, there comes pressure along with it because it's, you know, quote unquote work. And that's where I was vibrating from uh, that night that I just decided, you know, I'm going to cramp my wrist and <laughs> end up coming up with a painted over canvas, you know. And I beat myself up a little bit after because I what I initially had before I went nuts with color, or not even nuts with color, just one color that kind of ruined the whole thing, the whole vibe. It was beautiful. Like what I had created was just so amazing. And there were these purples and these iridescent orange, pinkish orange colors. And it was beautiful. And, you know, it upset me that I ruined it. I felt like I ruined it. And really, you can't ruin your own art. You know, and some things aren't meant to be created either. You know, even though I saw the vision for that piece and I seen it come to life and I, it didn't, you know, didn't stick and it just wasn't supposed to. So, and that's really how I <laughs> kind of look at everything in life. But so yeah, I mean, I, so anyway, how I kind of got back in, or I keep saying back into, it's probably because I've always kind of been, I guess, a painter, if you will. I've always loved drawing, I've always loved sketching, I've always loved doodling, I've always loved painting, like having, I told you guys, like I've always had something in my hand, whether it's a pen or a pencil or a paintbrush, I've always had something. And then when I started painting full time, I fell in love with palette knives and it is and sponges and you know all kinds of different tools that that I, there is available to me to paint. But I've fallen in love with palette knives for sure. Um, just the lines that they create are, you know, you can't really do that with a brush. I mean, I'm sure you could if you tried, but they just don't look the same or feel the same and the sound of the palette knife touching the canvas is just, you know, there's nothing like it. So initially before I started actually painting, I had this dream that I bought a can, I, I bought an easel and it was kind of like a, in the dream, it was more of like a house decor item. Like it sat in the corner of a room. It wasn't really being used. And then I woke up and I was like, that's odd. Why, why did I just dream about buying an easel? Like, what was that about? And anyways, it, it made me start thinking about what am I utilizing my free time doing? Um, not that I feel like 
every second of my free time needs to be taken up with some kind of activity. But I try to shift my focus onto things that make me feel good. And I started thinking about painting. You know, maybe I had that dream because I need to buy an easel. I need to just start painting, just have fun with it, you know? So I started watching YouTube videos of people painting and I found this artist which you guys need to go check her channel out it's called painting with Jane um, I love her energy I love her vibe I love what she creates she can she's super talented artist um, and I got obsessed with her videos I watched I don't know I sit up to like four in the morning that night watching her videos and they're like an hour long some of them so it was just, I was just like mesmerized by not even just the painting she was creating, but just like her touching a canvas with a brush and her dipping it into the paint and like the whole thing and paint being on her fingers. It just, you know, I romanticized it a lot and I, I just thought about it like every day after that. And then I decided I'm, I'm going to get an easel. I have to buy an easel. I just want to at least paint. You know, I, not that I never in my life thought that, oh, I'm going to do this for a living. Like never, ever, ever even crossed my mind. And it's, it's actually a tragedy of mine because I'm, it's hard for me to even say that I'm talented in things because I'm like my world, I'm the world's, I'm my biggest critic. So like, just to even say that I'm talented at things is like makes me want to throw up, but I am, I am talented at things and I don't ever look at them as like a money making, you know, like I never look at them as like, I'm going to do this as a career and I'm going to, you know, in this case, sell art or make music, you know, cause, uh, there was one point in my life where I wanted to be a musician and you know, I am a musician. I play music. I sing music. I write lyrics and that's all it takes. You don't have to have a Grammy or, you know, a hit song to call yourself a musician. If you create music, you're a musician, you know, but it's always been hard for me because I don't like labels and, you know, even just calling myself an artist, it's like, like it just, it makes me cringe. Um, but that's what I am. And in many different ways and most creative people are you know they have a bunch of different art that they're good at so um it's funny this was this was i think 2020 when um i finally purchased the easel um, I had been thinking about it forever and then before it came I bought a bunch of sketchbooks and I just started doodle doodling you know I mean I just started doodling flowers and leaves and lines I'm obsessed with line drawing um, and curves and you know drawing round lines and sh and square lines and you know shapes and drawing them in on themselves and creating these 3d effects so i just did that and i would it's so crazy how much time goes by when i'm using my creative side of my brain it's like I, like i said I, I step out of the matrix into you know like i i always used to call my coloring time uh, wonderland 
And it's, I mean, it's for many reasons. One reason is because Alice in Wonderland is my favorite Disney movie. But because I, I felt like it was my, my safe place, you know, like creating stuff visually, um, it's always been like my, my safe space. And, um, I'm a very visual person too. I like, I, you know, there are many times in my life I've kind of been drawn towards jobs that are visually pleasing. Um, I wanted to be an interior designer for a long time, but I think it was more so the aspect of creating something like a blank. And I used to say this all the time to, to, I had a few clients. I did the interior design thing for a minute and I used to tell my clients, you know, cause you just see a blank room and I don't. And I've always kind of been that way. I don't just see a blank canvas, you know? Um, so I got the easel and then I bought the paint and then I bought the brushes. And I legit didn't start painting until this year. Well, actually, no. I started I started painting last year. Um, probably right after my birthday in April of 2021, I really started painting, painting. And it didn't feel natural right away because I just was not used to doing it. But it felt familiar. It didn't feel natural, but it felt familiar and it felt safe. And the way that I felt when I was doing it was something I, I couldn't recreate with anything else at, you know, going on in my life. So that's what kept me going back to doing it. And, you know, I'm turning my garage or I've been turning my garage. I mean, it basically is an art studio. And uh, when the weather started to change in Vegas and it started getting uh, hot outside, it was like I had to move my art studio into my office because it was too hot in the garage. And then I started to get uninspired. And it's crazy, like having a, and I, I'm pretty sure that's why it took me so long to start using the tools that I bought, the canvases, the paint, the easel because I didn't feel like I had like a space to be free in, to, to feel napped or to, um, to feel safe in. So, and then when I moved everything into my office, it really kind of, um, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like my studio. It didn't feel like my place that I go to, to kind of unplug from everything and, you know, let my creative juices flow, if you will. Um, so then, because I have to get it out, because yeah, as a creative person, you just, you have to do something with it because it just, it literally haunts you if you don't. And it will just, it will eat you up inside if you don't get it out. So I started playing piano again. And I played piano a lot when I was a kid. Um, I had some sensory issues, I think, when I was a kid. I never liked the really high-pitched notes or keys on the piano. So I would always stay in the, um, in the lower keys. 
and all of my family used to think that I was a depressed kid or something, but it's just because of the way it sounded to me. I never liked the high pitch noises. And it's crazy because my son doesn't either. So I've passed that on to him. <laughs> but, um, sorry, it's my chair squeaking. I've got to put WD-40 on my damn office chair. It's driving me nuts. Anyways, um, so yeah, I just was not inspired to paint my office. And I have, I have created, it's not as if I haven't done any painting in here. I've created a few pieces, um, and I'm working on a few right now, but... I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, try to dedicate a space to go to that, because I'm a, I'm a creature of habit too and routine, um, so I like kind of doing the same thing or, or being in the same space, kind of. Uh, my garage is just, it's not ideal for the summertime use, so I'm really gonna have to configure that somehow <laughs> coming up in the summertime, but. You know, I said this in in another episode, like the right time to do things is when you do them. And I kept like in my head, you know, why haven't you put that easel together? Why haven't you started painting? And it's just because I wasn't in a place to come to life. And that is how I feel now, that a part of me from my childhood that was always there. Like, I mean, from the minute I was holding a pen or a pencil or a marker in my hand, I fell in love with doing art and creating art and coloring. And um, it's, it's come back to me. And it's such a beautiful time in my life. And it's never too late, guys. Like, something that... I think kind of holds me back a lot from sharing with the world things that I do and things that I work on is because I feel like, you know, what am I doing? I'm 40 years old and I'm going to become an artist. Like, you know, like, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's my life. It's my journey. If this is what I want to do with my time and this is what I want to show the world, it doesn't matter how old I am. Um, and her name is, I'm blanking on her name right now, <clears throat> but there is a famous artist who started when she was 80. She became a painter when she was 80. Oh, and she has such a famous name, and her name, oh, and I bet you guys are like yelling it at me right now. I can't think of her name, but anyway. <sighs> and it's so funny, because I just put this on an Instagram story, and it, the, the lady said her name. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Go look her up. Famous female uh, who became a painter at 80 years old. So, you know, it's it's never too late. And it's always the right time. And that's kind of like going to be my motto, I think, for the rest of my life. It's never too late and it's always the right time. It's always the right time to do something that you want to do. That, that brings you to life. That makes life worth living you know and you know maybe maybe you're not like me maybe you don't want to create art but whatever your thing is you know and that's another thing it's like what is your thing 
And something I've come to realize, your thing starts at a very young age when your brain hasn't been absorbed by all the BS in the world. You're just free. You know, you don't think about bills and heartbreak and all these things that, you know, cloud adults' minds or teenagers' minds um, because you're just living in the moment. And that's your most most authentic self and then once you've you know you've grown up a little bit and you've experienced some life those things that you started doing when you were at your purest self those things are still within you and some people some people never go back to those things and i think it's sad because usually what you do when you're a child is meant to bring be with you when you're an adult and, you know, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to make money from it. Um, but it's just your authentic self. It's who you are at your realest form. And like I said, <clears throat> from my memories, I thought that singing was my first passion, was my first, um, like, I guess, awakening of myself, my true self. But actually it wasn't, it was painting, it was coloring, it was drawing, it was creating things, visual art, you know. And it's so crazy that, you know, here I am 40 years old and I'm like painting again and I'm actually selling my work, which I never would have thought to do. And my friend Patience is like, so proud of me for doing this and she's like already wanting to like set up a gallery for me and she's so sweet I love her to death I love the patience if you listen to this but everybody everybody in my life has been super supportive even you guys even my podcast listeners and my old mindset clients and my old fitness clients and my friends and just everybody's been very supportive and it's it's for me, it's like, I don't even care if I make any money from any of this. Just doing what I love doing is what it's all about. So I want this to be an interactive episode. I would love for you guys to share your journeys with me. If you're doing something that you were doing in your childhood and whether you're making a living from it or not, especially if you're an artist, you know, I love hearing artist stories. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is art by underscore Nina. And I'm pretty sure it's on the website. So if you go to Nina Hogan, just click on the Instagram icon up at the top. I also have a Facebook page and a Pinterest. So go check that out. But yeah, guys, I want to know what you guys are creating out there. Um, the future of this show um, will probably change a little bit. I'm still going to do topics and we're still going to talk. So I'm still going to have guests on. But I want to take you guys um, on this artistic journey with me, with me and start doing some video um, episodes on YouTube. I am transitioning, not transitioning completely. I'm going to still be on Spotify, but I want to incorporate some YouTube. I do not have a TikTok anymore. Um, personal choice and I do have a Twitter that I don't think is on my website uh, but it's the same it's the same name on everything Um, so go check it out 
And um, yeah, I'm also <laughs> trying to finish writing a book. Um, I had mentioned this before, but if you're just joining or you haven't listened to that episode, I'm writing a book about uh, my mom and basically her journey through my perspective from childhood up until now and the battles that she's dealt with um, living with a mental illness. And then, you know, there'll be a couple chapters of my dad and then um, some on me at the end. But I'm not going to give myself a deadline for this because it's it's just going to it's just going to happen when it's going to happen and that's the right time, remember? So look out for that though. I do want to take you guys on that journey with me too. I want to actually write the book with you. I want to um I'm going to audio record this and um you know, eventually it'll get typed out, but I want to start by um, kind of like an auto journal type of way of writing and um, storytelling. It's going to be like a fictional biography is basically what I'm going to call it. Because I'm not going to use real names, but it's basically going to be, you know, based on true events. So... So that's what's going on, guys. Let me know what's up with you. If there are topics that I have not discussed on this channel or on this channel, on this show, and you would like me to talk about them, please let me know. I am open to any and everything, um, even the weird, dark shit. Like, I'm open to all of it. If there is any questions that you have for me, like I said, this was kind of a question I've been getting a lot. Um, you know, how did I become an artist and where did it start? And there was another listener's question, um, that I had answered in a previous episode. It's called, um, what are my beliefs? Cause uh, I had a lot of you asking me that. So yeah, I love doing these. Um, you know, I'm very open and I share quite a bit on this show. So let me know what you guys, uh, want to hear what you want to talk about so I'm gonna close it there I'm sure I left some things out it's like every time I re-listen to my episodes I'm like damn it I didn't talk about this I didn't talk about that <laughs> oh say lovey you know whatever but I'm sending you guys so much love and um you know if, if I don't talk to you again before the new year I hope you guys have an amazing 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 new year and yeah ciao